0: Hey Jeepers, FCA is facing a federal probe into how the automaker has been reporting their sales numbers. And it's happy birthday, Jeep. We'll hear some details about the 75th anniversary Tribute Jeep.
1: We have some reviews and voicemails you don't want to miss. Nikki G calls in, we'll answer your questions, and Cody from TrailChasers.net joins us live. Cody's
2: talking map tech for off-road navigation. Tammy's got a whole bunch of Jeep tips, and I'll be talking about some shipping problems with the automatics in the 06 JKs. All that and more coming up on episode 238 of the Jeep Talk Show.
3: are listening to a 4x4
4: four Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready?
1: It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back,
5: strap in, and brace yourself, Week
2: in Are all the other auto manufacturers jealous of Jeeps FCA's 75 straight months of U.S. sales growth? Mm, could be. Check this out. FCA is facing coordinated federal probe into its sales reporting practices. FCA in a statement Monday said it will cooperate fully with Securities and Exchange Commission investigation into its reporting of vehicle unit sales to end, uh, to end customers. The automaker also said it will cooperate with inquiries into similar issues recently made by the U.S. Department of Justice. Okay, in layman's terms, this basically means the FCA is going to play along and play nice as they are investigated for lying and or falsifying reports of how many vehicles they've sold. To that end, investigators from the FBI and the SEC visited FCA, the field staff in their homes and offices on July 11th as part of this probe. Federal Federal staff attorneys also visited the headquarters of FCA and U.S. in Auburn Hills, Michigan, the same day, FCA employees were advised not to speak with investigators without counsel present. Raids or visits also were conducted in Orlando, Dallas, and California and involved current and former FCA employees. Led by its Ram and Jeep brands, FCA U.S. has boosted U.S. sales 6.5% in 2016, putting on track for a seventh straight year of growth since its U.S.-steered bankruptcy. And its 75-month sales winning streak is the longest of any automaker. In a public statement, FCA said that, quote, in its annual and quarterly financial statements, FCA records revenues based on shipments to dealers and customers and not reported on vehicle unit sales to end customers. Earlier this year, the, the dealership group in Illinois accused FCA U.S. of civil racketeering in a federal, lawsuit, a federal civil lawsuit that alleged FCA paid dealers to improperly inflate sales. FCA called the allegations baseless in, in an attempt to publicly smear the automaker and sought dismissal of the suit. Ever since, though, the Napleton Automotive Group suit has brought renewed attention to the way automakers report sales in the U.S. I'll keep you guys posted on this as the story develops, of course. Could mean a big vindication for FCA when this all wraps up, or possibly a very bad day. Time will tell. Well, happy birthday to Jeep. Excuse me. (laughs) Jeep celebrated its 75th birthday recently by commemorating the military vehicle that started it all. Unveiled in Toledo, Ohio, was the Jeep Wrangler 75th Salute Concept, which is based on a Wrangler sport and modified a bit to mimic the Willys MB. Jeep says its birthdate falls on July 15th, 1941, which is when it officially received a government contract to produce the Willys MB. Initial order called for 18,000 units. Priced at, check this out, $749 a pop. (laughs) Wow, but not sure I'd want a $749 Jeep nowadays. Making the Wrangler look like the historic Military Willys MB was a pretty simple job, actually. Mods included the unmistakable dark olive drab green paint job, 16-inch steel wheels wrapped in non-directional tires, steel front and rear bumpers, and canvas seats. The doors and B-pillars are absent just like the historic Jeep, and the concept is powered by a 3.6-liter Pentastar V6 made into a six-speed manual. The salute concept is obviously far from production spec, so Jeep says he will keep it as a show car. That said, you can get your hands on the Wrangler 75th Anniversary Edition, which was unveiled earlier this year, and pays tribute in its own way to the original Willys. Special edition Wrangler sports exclusive Sarge green paint and a commemorative badging and bronze accents. Be sure to check it out online or at your local Jeep dealer. I want to thank each and every one of you guys out there who help us out every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you think you've got a story that we should be reporting on or a response to any one of our stories, by all means, please send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com.
5: Well,
1: isn't that special? I thought so. I think they could make uh, quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of money selling uh, something that looks like the uh, the original Willys Jeep.
2: Yeah, that uh, they have a little video uh, on over on Jeep's Facebook page of that Jeep being made, and it follows. Uh, they put up a couple of cameras and it follows it all the way through their assembly plant as it's being manufactured. Oh, really? I, I did see that. I didn't yeah, know what it is was. a Really
1: cool little video. Yeah. It's only
2: about maybe two or three minutes long. It's very that, speedy.
1: It goes through the thing, the line very yeah, fast. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you, it's I mean, it, it, it goes from you know frame to to Jeep in all of about three minutes. But uh, you know that probably was an all day thing. A uh, really cool oh, yeah. little video, but it kind of shows you exactly what that thing looks like and just why the DOT would not allow that to be on the freeways. Yeah, well, what uh, I don't w-
0: get on the earlier story is what prompted. Yeah. Uh, that's the first I've heard about the investigation. What prompted? Okay, so that?
2: the the investigation is that's why I was saying is is jealous it could be jealousy from the other automakers <laughs> because if FCA's numbers are correct, it makes everybody else look like just absolute losers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, and they, so that's are. why they're saying, well, they've got to be cheating, right? Yeah. You know, there's no way that an automaker can have 75 straight months of sales gains. So there's this one automotive group in uh, Illinois, I think, that, that is basically crying wolf. And they're, they're trying to publicly smear Jeep, or FCA rather, um, and, allegate, and, and basically accusing them of this racketeering. Uh so the the case is still open and and both parties are not going to comment because it is an, an active and ongoing case. So um there's not a lot of information out there right now until the uh the the court records become public.
1: So you know who wants to get in on this conversation? That's Cody. We have Cody here with us tonight in in our uh, a a Jeep Talk Show exclusive. Hey Cody. <laughs> the, the first four way uh on the screen at the same time. Uh, Cody, welcome to the show. And uh, what do you think about this? Is uh, is Jeep uh, doing something bad? Are they doing something wrong? And I'm not talking about just the Renegade uh, and uh, the yeah. Trailhawk Edition type thing. I'm yeah, talking about that you know the the sales numbers.
4: See, that's what it is. You guys are so out of touch that you can't recognize what the sales are skyrocketing from the Renegade, Renegade sales. and Strictly. nobody can and believe the, it. And that's
1: the great happening. thing is, it's built so rapidly, the sales numbers will <laughs> remain high. As they have to replace it every two them. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, now, we're know, giving like, we're A giving side
4: note. Uh, I'm working on a large project, and, and on the roof of this uh, parking structure, all of the, several of the Jeep dealerships in LA keep their overstock on this uh, um, oh, wow. parking structure. Right. So I'm like yeah. in a sea of Jeeps. It's it's oh. heaven. And then as <laughs> I drive around there, and I'm doing work, and I'm looking down, and I see several of the uh, Cherokee Trailhawks. Part of me says,
1: uh, you know, it's not that bad. No, it, it really is. <laughs> if it wasn't named Cherokee, it would be fine. <laughs> I think I still think they should have called it the baby grand. But anyway, welcome. And, uh, and by the way, uh, Cody, uh, hopefully, uh, I know he's real busy with job and child and uh, going wheeling and all the rest of that stuff. But hopefully, uh, the plan is, is to have Cody here with us at least once a month. So we'll have a uh, uh, four- uh, a intelligent person
0: you. talking on the show <laughs> well me. that's, that's kind of
1: a, that's kind of a dig on all of us besides Cody I said, isn't besides it besides me well that was an afterthought wasn't it <laughs> yeah, it was it's I'm just like, backfiring a just, very quickly I know so uh but, uh, but uh, I will say I'm not a fan of blackmail but Cody said he would not do any more grand adventures unless we made him a co-host so you guys wanted the grand adventure so I'm more than willing to bring him on the show Cody's like what
5: Yeah,
4: I don't remember saying that at all, but if it were whatever.
1: You have to admit you thought it. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? I'm Kobe.
3: And I'm Jason. From Morgan Trail Off-Road. You're listening to Jeep
1: Talk Show. You're listening to Jeep Jeep Talk Talk Show. Show. The number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house.
0: Coming up in Wrangler Talk, in just a few minutes, I'm going to share some Jeep Mama Jeep tips with you. But first, I need to tell you about some exciting news from the Jeep Talk Show. Tony and I are going to be bringing you a second day of the Jeep Talk Show. We're going to be taking your calls live every, we haven't decided yet which day, which night. We'll do it,
1: let's do it right now. Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. What do you want to do?
0: How about Tuesday?
1: Tuesday it is.
0: Okay, every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central Time, Mm -hmm. Um, and if that deal wasn't sweet enough, we're going to give away Jeep Talk Show t-shirts to the first five callers to the show. Remember, that's Tuesday night starting August 2nd.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you have to look at the calendar when we pick the day on the fly like that. Yes. Yeah, so this is going to be a great thing. Uh, it's a call in show. Uh, Josh and I have been wanting to do that for a number of years now, but, uh, the, the show time at 10 PM central time doesn't lend itself to do, getting a lot of callers. Hey, this may not either, but we're going to give it a try. Uh, Tammy's on the East coast. I'm central time. So, uh, Tammy and I are going to team up and get the, uh, the call in show uh, a lot sooner in the evening for you guys. And then, uh, hopefully, uh, you'll call in and we are going to have a little uh, hot Jeep talk and, uh, talk about your Jeep and your questions about uh, maybe the show, what's going on, or this something that's, uh, you know, the topic of the day. So we're looking forward to that. And I'm going to trust Tammy and, uh, that she looked at the calendar, right? And August 2nd will be the first time that we'll be doing that Tuesday, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. You said second.
2: Oh, right. No, I, I wrote in what? the second. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, no, that's Josh right. right. Josh is right. Yeah, August 2nd, Tuesday.
1: Confidence, yeah. people. Josh wrote it. Did you, uh, oh, you did, did, you did do your Jeep tip, uh, your Jeep uh, talk tease. All right, well, let me tell you about the Jeep talk show. You're watching it, uh, and you may be watching us on YouTube, uh, whether it's live or uh, uh, recorded, but we want you to know that the Jeep talk show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while uh, working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play, or Stitcher, and folks, I got some news for you. We're not approved yet, but we will be. Damn it, um, going to be on iHeart Radio. Woo! Those people got like eight or ten subscribers over there. So we <laughs> we are hoping to get one or two new listeners. No, actually, I think I heard the term that uh, heard that they've got eighty-five million listeners on iHeartRadio. I, I was going to say
2: I've got a couple guys at work that that listen to that religiously. Uh, so I I know that it's a popular app.
1: Yeah, so I was hoping to get us on there before everybody and their mama got on there, but, you know, wasn't able to, to make that happen, but we're going to be on there. So if you are uh, if you already have the iHeart application uh, on your smartphone, uh, hearing about the next, well, before the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show, we should be on there and available for you to start downloading uh, and listening to the, uh, to the episodes on iHeart Radio. Anyway, so... Uh if you uh, are on any one of those subscribe hell I would subscribe to all of them and <laughs> you will never miss an episode. And speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe with your money. Yeah, I know. I don't like that idea either too much, but some people want to do it and we want to give you the ability to do that because it'll help us expand the show. So yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to com and look for the orange button that says subscribe. You can select $0.25 cents a week up to $1. I think it's $0.25, $0.50, cents and $1. Your account will be charged weekly. You can cancel at any time. You will do that by going to PayPal under your account to cancel the, the reoccurring payment. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. Subscribe. Paid subscriptions are not necessary, people. Uh, but we are hoping to expand the show, uh, pay for uh, uh, Josh and Tammy to, to go off in these uh, a little bit further away from their homes and pay for their gas and, and, and uh, get a little more uh, interesting things for you on the show. At least that's what the goal is. We'll see, see what we can do with an extra 25 cents a week, though. <laughs> we need more than one subscriber, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio
0: Network podcast.
2: Hey, and speaking of the 4x4 Radio Network, the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, Center Steer podcast, Money Microphone, and Trail Chasers podcast. It's your one-stop shop for everything that is off-road audio related. That's the 4x4radionetwork.com website. Check it out now.
6: Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't nah,
2: shut up. Shut up, Hey.
6: <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for Jeep Mama.
0: I love listening to that open. Um, all my favorite people. Anyway, this past weekend, I was able to get a bunch of Jeep related things done. And there were some things I wasn't able to finish. But isn't that the case with any Jeeper? Always a project to finish. Well, here are a couple of my Jeep Mama Jeep tips. Now, off-roading in the rocks poses threats to scratches and dings and gouges on your Jeep. It's a risk I take every trip off-road. Most Jeepers don't mind these kind of hashtag Jeep Test 2s. Some even look at them as a trophy of a good day. Since my new lift and wheels, I have only wheeled on the rocks twice. But my new black rock wheels are already, which they're made out of steel, by the way, they're already have scratches and gouges in them. They're super tough, but they're still prone to these scratches and gouges. And you can see some of those gouges in my blog post from Wednesday. And I'm totally okay with my Jeep parts getting scratched up. I'm not going to cry over it. However, living in the middle of Salt Central, I still need to take care of my Jeep. So this is a simple, easy trick, which, by the way, um, Chuck at Adams Jeep told me this trick, which you guys all probably know about it, but I didn't. But anyway, it's to... Um, help take care of the scratches to prevent my wheels from rusting out from the tons and tons of salt that pepper erodes every winter. So step one, you clean all the dirt and grime off your wheels. Step two, you carefully sand the gouge. Step three is you spray some flat black spray paint into a bowl. And I like to use a rust inhibitor spray paint. And then step four is you dip a clean, smooth white cloth in the paint, and then you rub it on the scratches and gouges. Simple and easy. Um, That is if your wheels are black anyway. Mine are. So that works pretty good to prevent um, rust from building up. And Tony and Josh and Cody, another Jeep tip. I get lots and lots of questions about where do I get all my purple accessories? Well, for the most part, I paint them myself because there's just not a whole lot of purple for sale out there. For good reason. And (laughs) here is another Jeep part on your Wrangler that can be painted your accessory color. Mine happens to be purple. Anyway, how to add another colored accent to your Jeep in seven simple steps. First, you open the hood. Lift the tabs that are holding down the material that's underneath your hood. I guess it's a heat-type material. Um, And then there's some plastic tabs that you can pull out so you can get in between the material and your hood, and you remove these washer nut Combos that are attached to the hood windshield hold down bracket, or another word for it is a footman loop. And you might need pliers to help you pull out these plastic tabs. And you use a nine millimeter socket to remove these washer nut combos. And you remove it. Tape the parts up that you don't want colored. Spray the footman's loop with the spray paint meant for plastic. You reattach the footman's loop and, with, and the plastic tabs. You put your hood down. And when you're in your driver's seat taking those hood shots, you have your accented color on your hood and the little handle. So anyway, now you are done, and you have that perfect Jeep hood shot, and then you post it on your Facebook page, your Instagram page, and you just inundate everybody with your favorite <laughs> color, purple.
4: Hashtag stop the purple. <laughs> Hashtag stop Tammy, stop the purple.
0: Yes, that was I posted my blog post the other day and I had that on and Cody responded that he's going to start a media campaign to stop, stop the, the purple. purple. I
6: like
0: that. And so, actually tag, he pur- purple did. Purple lives don't I did, matter. Yeah, I, I did second guess coloring my diff colors. Still at the primer mode right now. Ah.
5: Oh, boy.
1: So, uh, I was just made aware of this information, Tammy, and this this is going to be of specific interest to you. Oh, yeah. Josh uh, just received something by special delivery that a listener of the Jeep Talk Show reported that he found, and he sent it to Josh. I guess he had the... uh, Oh, there Uh, it is. I guess those aren't, uh,
0: those aren't Santa's jingle bells, are they? Apparently, no. your uh-huh. lost
1: D ring has been found.
2: Care of Lost and Found at JeepTalkShow.com. dot com. where I got this. Yeah, this uh, this uh, it's not purple anymore, but this D ring showed up uh, today. Well, correct uh, me if I'm wrong,
1: Tammy, but I don't think the one that was lost was actually purple.
0: No, and that's what oh. caused me to color them oh, purple, this, so this no one would very steal. very
4: well could be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, is it, isn't it that when the purpleness started? All the madness yes. was after the one D-ring was oh, stolen. You, had you just painted, yes. it, painted it purple so no one would take it ever again? <laughs>
0: That's, yes, it is. So it started the purple phase.
1: So, Tammy, where do you normally go to get uh, have people pick on you?
0: Um, the Jeep Talk
1: Show. <laughs> <laughs> where do you? <laughs> where do you normally get picked on? <laughs> uh, what?
0: Well, you know what anything you guys want to hear me talk about well not anything anything Jeep related um, just email me at info at Jeep and you can use the subject line Wrangler Talk and don't forget to check out my blog at www.jeepmama m-o-m-m-a dot com and I have 18 Jeep tips on that page so uh-huh. check it out where do you
2: listen to the Jeep talk show
6: what are you talking about man
2: where do you listen to the Jeep talk show I got no idea what the heck where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at?
6: Get out Thank you yo! Hey, where do
2: you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com.
1: Ah, reviews. Normally I like reviews, but unfortunately from time to time we get less than stellar reviews, which we appreciate uh, because it gives us an opportunity to uh, improve. Unfortunately, sometimes the the ideas that uh, that people uh, put out there isn't conducive to long-term viability of the show. In other words, continuing to get a little pocket change to help help pay for bandwidth and stuff. So, with that in mind, uh, I'd like to announce our first iTunes one star review. It starts with "Skip this podcast" by Wrangler Number Four, and uh, again, he gives us a or he or she gives us a one star review. The biggest issue with this podcast is how much unrelated information is talked about in an hour long podcast. There's only about 25 minutes of real 4x4 talk. The rest of the uh, time is filled with personal nonsense and whining for everyone to subscribe or use their Amazon Amazon storefront. It really is pathetic and annoying. There are far better podcasts out there. Don't waste your time with this one. So, well, we're sorry to hear you're dissatisfied. Uh, I'm glad that you listened long enough to uh, develop an, uh, an opinion about the show, and we're certainly going to miss you as a, a listener to the show. Now, with that said, how many out there feel the same way this guy does? Or, or maybe you don't feel this way. Maybe you really like the show. Um, we could use your reviews. Take the time to go to iTunes and let us know what you think about the show. And uh, there's many ways that you can let us know. You can go to our voicemail and tell us what you think of the show. Give us some ideas for the show. Uh, things you don't like, we want to hear about that too. We, as Josh and I have always said, constructive criticism. You, Absolutely. You suck is a statement. That's not, that's not criticism or, <laughs> or, or a, uh, oh, a, a good alternative of what, what else we could do. But, now, but boy, If
2: you want to jump on the bandwagon of this guy's opinion or you have a difference in opinion and maybe one just want to take him to task, by all means, do it through iTunes, guys. Let yeah. your guys' uh, subscriptions and your ratings do the talking for you. Give us those five-star reviews. Leave a comment that is either you know on par with this or you know contrary, and uh, we'll definitely be airing it on the show either way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And our voicemail line, as you all know, I'm sure, 530-675-4102. Or you can leave a voicemail directly on the JeepTalkShow.com website.
0: And now we're going to hear from someone who is never afraid to give his opinion.
1: (laughs) Sadly, (laughs) it's sadly true.
0: (laughs) And it's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From
4: the
6: mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I'd like to apologize for my athletic cup uh joke last week uh, things were a little testy around here <laughs> yeah moving along uh, a couple episodes ago joe called in said his jeep was smoking and he couldn't figure out why and uh i've got a suggestion for him if you look in your owner's manual i think page 86 and uh see if you have the james bond package installed <laughs> on your car uh that'll 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 explain that and on the same episode, Josh was uh, talking about being trapped by police when you enter another state and your vehicle doesn't match the specs of that state. Mm-hmm. That's right. I've got a little story. Uh, I was going on a road trip uh, with my friend Harrison, who we decided to stop at our friend uh, Billy's place. He had a uh, resort-type deal, and he uh, said so he invited us to dinner and, uh, as he was escorting us, he had a private room where we can get loud and crazy as we want. As we're heading into the private dining room, the doors opened up, and bam, there was Darth Vader. Spent the next five years encased in carbonite. <laughs> and let me tell you, you don't have a rash until you get carbonite down your underwear. What in the world? All right, guys and girls, I'll uh, chat you <laughs> later, and you have a good one. Yeah, Star I was Wars. like, wait
2: a minute, Harrison? No, wait, where's he going?
0: Oh, I, no, I knew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, oh see i totally so Chewie must not have been uh must have been billy because it would have given it away <laughs> i've
2: always yeah, wished that bad. i could do a good chewy roar
1: yeah did you ever see that video with the cabinet door they would open the cabinet door and it'd make the perfect uh chewbacca noise you never I, saw that <laughs> one no but I had that had to find awesome. that. it's hilarious
4: <laughs> have you seen uh the Chewbop- chewbacca mom video oh yeah no she's great
1: i have I not seen that, that yet
4: it's a, a mom that puts a Chewbacca mask on in the parking lot at like, Walmart or something, and she just laughs hysterically. It's so funny. <laughs>
1: I'll have to look that up. I think her kids are going to college based on that, uh, that video. You never know what people are going to like. <laughs> yeah. So, speak, no, speaking true. of never knowing what people are going to like, let's get on to Grand Adventure with uh, Cody.
4: Well, since uh, the blackmail seems to have worked and these guys <laughs> let me back on the show, <laughs> I guess I actually have to deliver on something. That's so, right. So... <sighs> I, I go out wheeling with a bunch of guys and we go a lot of different places. And typically, and um, maybe not typically, but a lot of times I lead. I especially lead on the larger trips. And what you may not know about me is that I will get lost going to the bathroom in my own house. Mm-hmm. I can't go around the block without using GPS. I, my sense of direction is horrible. It's the one thing my wife complains about. I will pull out of a parking lot and go right. It doesn't matter if we just came from the right. I just know that's the way I want to go and I always end up making a U-turn. So, how do I lead 11 guys across the desert uh <laughs> for a 2-day wheeling trip? Tech, it's all tech. So, one of the things that I'll do is I will uh go to my maps on Google. And there's a it's it's not they they never really um, announced it, but if you go to mymaps.google.com, you can start creating your own maps where you can put uh waypoints, points of interest, you can do a full track of a trail that you want to go go through and you can either do it on the normal maps interface or the um, earth interface where you can actually see the topography of of the uh, map so i will create an, an entire trail in google my maps and then you can export that file to uh, what's called a dot kml or kmz file uh, the good thing about that is that that kml file is now exportable to other places So you can take that and um, use it on an Android device. I don't know about iOS, but um, what I'll do is Google Maps will now let you download uh, offline areas. So you can pick the area where you're actually going to go wheeling, hit the button, download it to your device, and now you've got that map offline. You don't need Wi-Fi or 4G. Then you can upload the KML file to your, your phone and you can open that KML file in the Google Maps app and it'll actually show the path that you've mapped out on the trail. Um, cool. And then with your GPS enabled, you can actually see your dot as it follows that trail and you can see when you're getting off track. Uh, you can use the uh, the Google Maps for Android and do um, download the offline maps. But there's also other applications that you can use. For example, there's one called GPX Viewer. Uh, Maverick and Map INR. What I ended up doing for a Mojave trail trip is I went a, on Amazon. I went to uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and ordered a Dragon Touch 7-inch tablet for 80 bucks, And the thing is perfect. I got a little suction mount that goes on my windshield. I put this tablet on there. I load up the KML files and I've got a Full on seven inch navigation screen that I can zoom in and out of and I can follow the entire trail from start to finish and track our, our progress and see when we're getting off track. So um, that's that's how I've overcome my complete lack of direction. Um, I wonder how you guys do it. I wonder how you map out stuff. What kind of applications are you you using? Uh, send your feedback to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Uh you can send it to info at trailchasers.net. Or you can call into the Jeep Talk Show voicemail at 530-675-4102 and tell us how you don't get lost.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I've been no, told to question. get lost. <laughs> I got a quick question for you, Cody, in regards to those KML files. Now, they're one of the more popular areas out here in my neck of the woods, um, the Tillamook State Forest, they have a, a whole you know, off-road trail network system there. The problem is is that all they have is a PDF map of it. Mm. And, and it's not you know all it shows is just nothing but trees when you, when you look at it on GPS, and there's none of the trails or anything like that, and it barely shows the entrance into the staging area. Um, so if I had the PDF version of this map, I hear there's a way to do something called like rasterize it or something like that, and then overlay it into KML files or a Google Earth map or something like that, and be able to basically overlay your favorite trail maps onto a Google Earth image and then use that as a KML file in your GPS or something like that. That's Do you neat. know anything about that?
4: Uh, I know what you're saying, and to me, it just seems way more complicated. Um, it, on Google Maps, if you, if you open up Google Maps on your phone, you go to that, that off-road area, and you click the button that says, Download this area... You've now have you now have that whole map saved in your phone. The tiles, you know how Google Maps right, are yeah, broken it's just the, the, the tiles, region. Right? It's just so the tiles if, of that. If region, you're zoomed right. out and there's ten tiles, it'll save all ten of those tiles in your Android phone. So then when you use like GPX viewer, is the one I think I've been using the most. You can open up GPX viewer or even Google Maps, and and then it'll ask you, do you want to open up a KML file? You open up that KML file, it'll lay the track right on top of the downloaded tiles. So you don't I see it, the the PDF. I think rasterizing a PDF is some way where you put it into like a Photoshop or something and it will separate the layers so that you can now manipulate those. I'm not a, I'm not a graphic yeah, designer. I don't know the, that for a fact. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's, it's a little bit of a, a graphic arts that's beyond my pay grade as it were. So I, I didn't know yeah. if you knew about that or not, or if that was something that you did or whatnot, that, cause it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, but it's so uh, you know beyond my capabilities of what I know how to use and and do and stuff as far as this stuff goes. Uh, it's just not it's something I've never been able to get to.
4: You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to put together a quick video for my site that shows there kind of go. a walkthrough of how I do this because it's oh, that's been a very idea. successful. That's I've a done great it. Great idea. I've done it in Moab, Utah. I've done it in I, uh, many, many, many overnight trips. I did it for the Mojave Trail twice, and it's it's a an easy enough workflow using the tools that are readily available. To do So I'll try to put something together and put it up on the, uh, the trailchasers.net site for, for you guys to watch. But so so even your area, Josh, if the Google Maps didn't have the details and all it was was yeah. a big green area that said exactly. forest, um, yeah. if you overlay the KML file, you may not see the actual details, but you'll be able to see where the trail is that you want to go to, and you'll see yourself bearing off of the trail. And then there you can go. say, well, I got to get back to the, you know, over this way to, to get back onto the trail.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, and, and I'm just off the top of my head here, I think that what you need to do is digitize the map, the PDF map that you were given. Probably, uh, uh, well, you guys use stuff like that in, in the engineering, don't you, where you can digitize uh, drawings?
2: Yeah, the, it, the type of drawings I typically, typically work with, though, are schematic drawings, dimensional prints and stuff like that. So it's geometry that I am translating. This is different. It's more imagery Well, you'd want to...
1: You, you you have the map. What you need is the data points for the trail. Yes, so and you, then be you able to scale, it,
2: to scale it both to where they match and yeah. then overlay it and create one image.
1: Don't quote me on this, but I think there's a way that you can actually input your own data onto Google Maps, that you can yeah. add it to it. So if That's you, the, you,
4: my, the My Maps.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I think that if you had the, the beginning and ending points of the trail and, and you need to have as many of those points as possible to most accurately represent... The direction of the trail and all the changes. That's what I'm talking about. You just have those GPS locations. You could uh-huh. probably do that, but it's going to be a lot of work.
4: Yeah,
0: I think yeah, I just it, figured it out.
4: Yay! In, in the In the Google My Maps, like um, I'm I'm actually looking at the the trail that we did for Mojave. You zoom in it when you're at uh, mymaps.google.com. It looks just like Google Maps, and then there's a little menu on the top where it says you can add a marker or, or draw a line and so you just go oh I want to follow this trail and you start draw you know tracing the trail basically with the line that you're going to go to and then when you export the KML file it'll trace out the GPX coordinates for that trail that you can then load up later so you don't you don't have to manipulate or digitize or rasterize
2: any oh, of that PDF version Oh
1: this is cool. There you go. Yeah, I'm
4: trying.
2: I'm I'm kind of playing with it right now too. Yeah, no, this is something I'll have to do off the air. But uh, yeah, no Google Map. My, I didn't know about that my Google Maps thing. So that is cool. I might be able to actually use
4: that. Cody, thank you. You're good for something
0: after yeah. all. So yeah. tell I you, know,
4: some, but
2: still, I don't know.
0: still do the video. Yeah,
4: yeah. I don't know if I did and, it right. And you, if anybody else has questions, hit me up, Cody at Trailchasers.net. I'd I'd love to help. I've got a bunch of uh, trail maps already stored up in my maps. Some of them I have on the website on the trail section. Um, but I have other ones for local trips that I've done um, that I could easily email you, and you can use. And Tammy, what a was it idea? That,
1: I'm glad I thought of it. Tammy, what was it that you figured out?
0: How to download it? I'm on Google Maps right now, and I just went up to Rush Creek. Oh, that's okay. All, that's all the further I got. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now.
1: Keep at it. Maybe they've got a purple filter you can add to it. Oh, geez. you can you can make the lines <laughs> and waypoints purple tammy oh Hi. there you go there I we will. go <laughs> I'm going for hot pink next time <laughs> yeah. righty well that's fun uh so uh look, a quick question for you cody. We can continue on uh with this uh in uh, the uh, camp fireside chat but uh have you had any problems with your midland uh little handy talky c b that you did the review on a while back? no uh
4: we used it uh like i said ex- there was maybe five of us that had that model uh-huh. um, across the Mojave Trail for two days, and it was flawless.
1: Okay. Well, I, I, I bought one uh, whenever Amazon had their Prime Day because I got it for like 59 bucks, and uh, I have some questions for you. We'll talk about that later, so you guys stay okay. tuned to Camp Fireside Chat if you're interested in the little— Well, I'll just show you. It's the little handy-talky-looking little CB. It's a 40-channel AM CB, full 4 watts output, and uh, it has the ability to— to change this base out, and you can hook an external antenna and uh, power to it, uh, and get the uh, the full benefit of a uh, like a, a full blown mobile CB, supposedly. So we'll talk more about that in uh, campfire side chat coming up here in a few minutes. Okay.
2: You got tech questions?
3: what uh, do I ever?
0: We have answers. Oh, that's good because I, I It's tech talk with Jeep Wait Talk. Yeah, so tonight, Josh is going to answer a question about a 2006 JK shifting hard. It's from John Naidu from Facebook. I have a 06 Rubicon with 61K miles on it. Lately, when it's cold outside, it shifts hard into second gear. Then sometimes when I stop, it starts out in second. You have any clue what's the matter? Well, I have a JKU, and I haven't seen any issues like this yet personally. Uh, and the topic has never come up in conversation on on the trail, but that doesn't mean it's not an issue we should ignore. Although transmissions are a bit tricky for me, I think there's someone else here on the team that does have some good advice for you.
2: Well, that's right. Thanks, Tammy. If memory serves me right, the JKs have a temp, sem- temp sensor uh, built into the range control and the valve body of the transmission. Basically, what that is, is is the part of the transmission that starts sending different fluids to different areas to go through the gears and stuff. Now, in that collection of fluid in that, that sump, uh, this little sending unit, this uh, temp sensor, it reads the, the temperature of the fluid. And if it's faulty, it could be telling the ECM that the fluid is, is cold, so the ECM holds the RPMs up to warm up the transmission fluid. Now, I don't know if his RPMs are, are, are staying up or not, but that's typically a problem that, that comes with this kind of issue. Replacing the solenoid pack with a temp sensor sensor that's built into it um, is one of the more common solutions. But before you start throwing money at parts and stuff, Don, let's go ahead and try something else first. It seems like the only constant fix that can be done by anyone and without any tools is clearing the code stored in the PCM. And this is one thing that if you don't have any codes, that that, that check engine light or CL light that, that pops up on the dash, if that's not coming on... You may not have to do this, but likely an issue with this, there will be codes in the computer. Now, the issue with this is that it generally only works for maybe a week or two, and maybe not even then, and then the problem's going to return, especially if it's a serious problem. I've heard of people trying to add a friction modifier to um, their transmission fluid to try and fix a problem. Don't ever do that, people. But let's get, let's get back to um, some of the other things that you want to take a look at. Be sure to actually check the fluid, Don. Don. Uh, you know, go through the whole procedure, level ground, Jeep running in neutral, all that sort of stuff. Look for both level as well as condition. Now, the condition of the fluid is going to be easy to tell. It should be nice and red. Uh, if it is brown, it smells burnt, well, then you know that's no good. If it's clear, now well, you definitely know that it's no good. Too much fluid can also cause similar problems, plus damage the transmission. Now, after warming up the Jeep's normal operating temp and with it sitting on level surface, check your dipstick. It has to be right about the third hole from the bottom, no more, no less. If, if obviously, if you're a quarter of a quart, you know, more, you know, lesser or more, that's not going to be the end of the world, but you really do want to be as close to accurate as possible. Now, unless you're the original owner of this Jeep, it is possible that the previous owner might have filled or topped off the training with the wrong type of fluid, or maybe even you could have done it inadvertently. I'm not going to say that you did one way or the other, but, you know, we all make mistakes. Some rumors out on the web say that using the super chip flash pack device gets rid of all of these issues and together, all these issues together, but I I can't verify that firsthand. I haven't actually used that particular device on that particular vehicle, so I can't say one way or the other. Now, what you can do, actually, is force flash the PCM, and I'll tell you how to do that procedure.
0: Josh, wait, one question. You know, I've heard that force flash thing before, and it sounds really tricky, and I don't have any type of electrical diagnostic equipment. So what would I do?
2: Well, not, not to worry. This is actually something that anybody can do and it requires hardly any tools at all. Really just a pair of pliers or you know a basic socket set, an opener and wrench. It's all you really need. Disconnect the positive battery terminal. Super easy. It's all one bolt and touch it to ground for 30 seconds. So you're going to pull the terminal off of the battery, the positive battery terminal off of the battery and touch it to a good solid ground for 30 seconds. And what this is going to do is it basically creates a, a very low short. And since there's no positive energy flowing through, and not positive energy, since there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing positive flowing through the Jeep, the negative um, that is it's going to short to ground the capacitors that are inside the, the ECU. These things are just little chips that, that hold energy, and they, there's enough energy stored in those that it can retain a memory, the adaptive memory in the computer. And when you do this short, it basically drains out the, the rest of that energy and the computer loses its memory, so to speak. So once you, you know, touch, that to 30 se- touch the ground for 30 seconds, reconnect your battery cable, turn the ignition switch to the on position, but don't start the engine. Turn your headlights on, turn your headlights off, turn the ignition key off. The PCM adaptive memory has now been flashed or basically erased from the PCM.
0: That sounds easy.
2: It is easy. I told you. So easy I think even Nikki G couldn't screw it up. <laughs> 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 Heads up, Jeepers. When you guys start the engine after doing this, it'll be running off of a set of pre-programmed tables that come with the PCM from the factory. This may result in some rough idle or a little stuttering at first. Not to worry. Totally normal. So be sure to have many as many accessories off um, as possible before starting things up. This goes double for the air conditioning. You don't want to have the, uh, the extra strain of the, uh, of the air conditioning pump running while the motor's trying to figure itself out. So when you get the engine up to operating temperature, and just let it sit there in idle and let it do its thing for a while. Get it up to operating temp, the PCM at that point will start collecting data from all the different sensors and everything. And the adaptive memory is going to continue to do this for the first 50 warm-up cycles. So after it warms up, cools down, warms back up, it's going to do this 50 times. And at that point, the map is programmed into the computer. When I say map, it's basically just the the program for the engine to run, how it it runs and and what all the sensors are doing and, and all that. And the only way that this can be overwritten is by another flash. This process will clear any codes that have been stored or are active and basically resets the vehicle's computer. Clean slate, if you will. However, if you do have a genuine underlying problem, then it will resurface. And eventually clearing the codes won't cut it. The onboard diagnostics of the vehicle is there to tell us if something's going wrong by throwing a code. So don't ignore them. They're there for a reason. But Don, your your issue definitely sounds like the valve body. When that transmission fluid is cold in the mornings, it has a different kind of viscosity to it, and it's it's a little bit thicker. And so as it warms up, then it becomes a little bit more viscous, and it's easier for the transmission to shift through the gears. It's kind of like um, you know molasses in January, if you will. Um, you know, warm up, warm it up, and well, they, they become very uh, very runny. Same thing with transmission fluid, not as thick as molasses, but. You know, the same principles apply. When it's cold, it's a lot thicker, and the transmission has a harder time using it. So, again, double-checking the type of fluid, um, the level of fluid, and the condition of fluid, and if everything else looks okay, and you don't have any codes, the fluid is good and everything like that, it is a common problem with these JKUs um, with the valve body. Uh, There's a lot of information on the web about it. Um, I even think there might have been a recall. I know that um, some of it was covered underneath the... um, The eight-year, 80,000-mile warranty that was on the 2006 JKs, Um, whether or not yours is still covered under that, I doubt it. Because of the eight years, it's usually whichever comes first. So, unfortunately, you're probably going to be out of warranty. But um, check with your dealership nonetheless. Look into the issue. Do some of these troubleshooting procedures. Hopefully, this helps you out, man. I hope you can get your Jeep back on the road or at least running the way that it should be. Hey, guys, if you have any questions at all that you think you would uh, like me to answer here on Tech Talk, by all means, send me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line, Tech Talk.
1: Tech Talk. We should get cookies for Tech Talk, too. Mm, Tech Talk cookies. Nice and oily.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Don, for reaching out to us and um, asking us those questions. Because, you know, what we love hearing from everybody. We really do. And if you don't want to send us an email or comment on our pages you can call our voicemail at 530-675-4102 or jump over to our website jeeptalkshow.com leave us a message click on the leave voicemail button on the right hand side of your screen
1: hey this is tony and i'm tammy and this is josh and you've reached
2: our 24 7 voicemail line you guys know what to do so at the beep leave your message
5: hey guys this is ron out in arizona I just discovered your show on an iPod, and I'm absolutely thrilled with your show. I listen to you every week. You're doing a fantastic job. I appreciate it. I have a question for you. My wife and I are going to buy our first Jeep. We're both in our late 50s, and we want a Jeep. This will be our last permanent vehicle that we have. Now, what we're looking at is the unlimited, the four-door with a hard top. And what we want is just the plain Jane bare-bone crank windows with a stick. We would definitely both want the stick. My question to you is, uh, that engine, the three or uh, 3.6 V6, how durable is that engine and how durable is that driveline and that transmission with the stick? Um, I know the old straight sixes in the older series of Jeeps that big straight 6 would go 300,000 miles with no problem and still deliver a lot of torque. I'm just worried about the V6. Has that engine proven itself, and what are its pitfalls? Now, I did hear that years ago uh, Jeep was having some engine problems, and I don't know if it was the 3.6. Maybe you can clear that up for me. The only thing we want to do is maybe a very mild 2-inch lift, step it up to 17-inch tires, maybe like a BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA, something nice. And uh that's what we want to do. So I love your podcasts. I enjoy them. I download them and listen to them at work. And uh, keep up the good work. I have a great time every time I listen. So thanks a lot, guys. See,
1: this is what I'm saying. You, yeah. you get one person that is not happy with the show, and you get another person that just found it, and and maybe they haven't gotten sick of it yet. No, I'm sorry, that's that's <laughs> not the way to look at it. <laughs> and they just and they love it. So uh, but that's why we need to hear from you guys about this stuff, and and we really appreciate appreciate Ron calling in and asking those questions. Let me let me start this with a question because I know nothing about the six, six speed manual transmission in the J case. Has anybody heard anything bad? about the the six-speed standard transmission in the jk's
2: no in fact just the opposite i've heard a lot of guys uh really love it especially for for off-road um a lot of daily driver guys don't like it however because that first gear is so (laughs) low it is like ron you might remember some of the old farm trucks that had just that super granny gear the old three on the tree type that you almost had to start off in second gear mm-hmm. um I've heard that similar reports to these uh the the six speed manual that that first gear man, it's really touchy, pr- almost primarily used for off road i I'm, I read a lot of reports of guys starting off in second gear who have that transmission and they do it all the time nothing that's what to i was
1: a, that was gonna be my next seems question. To be an issue
2: but um so it, you know personal preference um but the uh, I would say the automatic of of those years obviously uh, just talking about uh, the 06 automatic. I know you're looking at something a little bit newer, but um, I, I would definitely, yeah, s- stick with the stick.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's really only a problem unless you're climbing on rocks. Uh, and then a lot of people that do a lot of rock crawling uh, want an automatic, but this sounds like just a vehicle that you guys are going to be driving around in. Now,
4: well, I would it question... It can be an issue if you're in Southern California in traffic. Yeah. Well, I, um, I would not, I would never oh, go back to a stick. Well, you just put no it way. in four-wheel
1: drive low and <laughs> and creep along like one of our listeners, <laughs> no, no, no. like one of our listeners said. <laughs> so uh, the other thing I want to ask, and this, Tammy, you could probably uh, address this, hard top. Now, I thought hard top for the TJ when I got my wife, uh, her Jeep, because I was concerned about her not li- liking all the, the no- road noise and stuff. And I've got a, a hard top sitting in my garage that I got to move out of the way all the time because all we ever have on there is the soft top. What do, you, mm. what do you think Ron should do, hard top or soft top?
0: Personally, my personal opinion, I mean, it, for me, that's the reason I got the Jeep, is so I could take the top down. And if you just have the hard top and you, you know, you're out driving around, you said, oh, let's go to the beach and we want to go topless and it starts raining. You're just, I mean, yeah, I know Jeeps are supposed to get wet, but personally, that's the reason I bought the Jeep was for the soft top.
1: So I I agree with Tammy. After learning about the TJ and my wife not minding the noise at all and loving the oh, ability yeah. to take off those the side panels and and, and and at a moment's notice. Now we have a a best top and it is not uh, the factory uh, top. And I would actually I would recommend not getting a factory top. And you could probably do the hard top and then buy the soft top later if you wanted to. But I would really recommend a soft top because, like Tammy says, it gives you a lot of ability to pull that stuff off and enjoy the day. There's so many different
0: options. Yeah, and you're going to— Halfway down, all the way down, the windows off, the windows, you know.
1: And you're going to need some help with a a friend or two to take that uh, that hard top off. And then you always risk damaging it uh, when you're setting it down.
2: You know that might be something that he's not interested in doing. True. He might be looking for a jeep with air conditioning and just enjoying the the ride and the capability of the jeep, and well, really
4: just doesn't have the.
0: Interest sounds in the like Cody. I know.
4: <laughs> yeah, he, Ron, you should really look at the WJ at the man. Chair. I'm just saying, yeah. you want to cruise in style. You don't have to worry about that wimpy little six-cylinder engine. Get the 4.7 liter V8. But trust me, put oil in it because it will blow up. <laughs> he saw that one coming. <laughs> he knew better.
1: He knew where I was going
0: next. And then you don't have to worry about getting dirt in your teeth. Yeah. Open up
2: the sunroof roading. and cruise. Um, so uh But in, in in all seriousness, Ron, um, if you're looking at a new JK four-door, you know, I don't know if if you're talking about maybe, you know, having some room for the grandkids, something like that, um, whatever. Uh you know, the kind of money that you're going to spend on a new JK, you can get yourself a very decent, very well taken care of, mildly built TJ, a little bit older of a Jeep that has that straight six, that has a good solid five speed, uh, five speed manual transmission or behind six. it. They,
1: they did and, come with sixes as well.
2: Uh, and, and really, you know, look at half spending half of what you would, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, the metal depending is on thicker. how far you want to go. You know and what your budget is, there are some options out there. Don't pigeonhole yourself into a new Jeep just for the sake of warranties and stuff like that. I do prefer, I like the TJs over yeah. the JKs myself personally. I know that Tammy's going to get upset about that, but um, just from a longevity standpoint, somebody who worked in the automotive industry for over a decade, very well mechanically inclined. If I was going to put, you know, buy one last Jeep, it'd be a TJ.
1: Now I would I would say I heard I can't remember what it was now but I read something about the 06s having an issue. I don't remember what it is. I'll just warn you away or at least do some research on the uh 06 TJ but an 05 04 03 all, all the way back you should be able to get one probably for under 100,000 miles. Of course the newer the I would model. I
2: would say stay away. <clears throat> excuse me. I would say <clears throat> excuse me. Stay away from the O3 though. The O3's uh the O3 TJ's did have a lot of one year only um things like the transmission on some of the X model O3's was a one model only one year only transmit. So parts you know be a little bit more limited. Um But that was the, the
1: automatic I think.
2: That was that was the automatic. Yeah, but I mean there were some other things like my 99. That is a one year engine actually. You talk to an engine rebuilder, and the 99s VIN code engines were a one-year-only engine. Even though it's a four-liter high-output, that particular engine, there were some minor things on it that are different than any other year.
1: I think the block is the, the block is the same on all of them, but uh, yeah, there are probably some other uh, other issues. But l- both T- uh, both uh, TJ both uh, Josh and I are telling you, look at the TJ. Highly recommend the 4.0. There are have been some known issues with the uh, the later V6 engines. Specifically, the 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 main uh is it the rod the rod bearings uh, the rod journals or the mains I can't remember are kind of small and they upped the horsepower on those engines to help it move that Jeep down the road and it's really just too much horsepower for the size of the crank that they have in there. Now I think they did solve that issue, but I do not remember what year it was that they that they uh started making the larger uh, crankshafts to alleviate the uh, the wear the bearing wear that was causing. An issue, and I do remember hearing that um, if you are starting to see uh, like loss of a uh, like a quarter oil, uh, I can't remember if it was a week or a month. I think it's a month. If you if you're losing a quarter of oil like a month, that is the uh, the 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 earmark of uh, your engine getting ready to have a problem. So, and And if I could jump in, he
4: he talked about the four door JK. Um, Maybe look at the LJ, which is the what was it two thousand. Three or four all the way to 2007 it's longer than the tj it gives mm-hmm. you a little bit more room uh, and flexibility there a lot of them came with the dana 44 in the back which is a little bit stronger axle um so just just as an option if you were looking for a little bit room than the tj because that was one of the things about my tj that i didn't like mm-hmm. the lj is a really good option it looks a little funny i would but agree
1: it looks a little funny but you could put more junk in the trunk. yes <laughs> Anyway, I uh, hope that helps you out, Ron, and thank you very much for the kind words and for calling in.
3: Hey, what's up, Jeep Talk Show? This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off Road, and we are day four on the trail, and it's been quite the experience. Um, we're actually right now standing in Hepner, Oregon, um, due to some failure to uh, JP's rig. Um, we had uh, one of our buddies come along with us, JP. Stevens and we were on a trail and hit a rock and he bent his uh, spindle so we're Mm. actually in Hepner, Oregon getting that repaired Um, and then JP and one of our other guys are going to bust off. They were just here for a few days and the team's going to continue on so um, we're going to hop off in Ukiah, Oregon today um, and take off and do some more trail. So we're probably about 300 miles down the trail and uh, enjoying every minute of it. So We'll uh, look forward to the next update, and uh, you guys stay safe out there, as will we, and uh look forward to talking to you guys again.
1: That's great. Exciting. And, if, and if you guys don't uh, don't remember, this is an uh, Oregon Trail off-road, which uh, Josh did a few interviews with, uh, two interviews, but we had th- uh, it like in three parts, uh, and uh, they uh, they promised us to call in. and uh, Well, Josh, fill, fill them in on uh, the thing with Oregon Trail.
2: Yeah, so the guys, uh, they're going to be on the trail for about 40 days, uh, so that's, that's a long time. They are backtracking the, or- the Lewis and Clark Oregon Trail, and they're doing it all off-road. Uh, and they are obviously running into issues early, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the guys have agreed to uh, check in with us on a regular basis. They're going to try and give us at least a, a single update per week, so we have one update for, for every show um, until they obviously make it to their destination. Uh, so, hopefully, if everything goes well and, and, they, and they are able to you know, maintain cell service and, uh, and good health and good spirits and everything like that, we'll be hearing from them with uh, regular updates. So, uh, Jason, if you are listening, if you guys are uh, checking us out while you're out on the trail, good luck, guys. Keep the rubber side down.
1: Yeah, and thanks for checking in with us. Now, let's get over to Scott with a special message.
3: Looking for a challenge? The BF Goodrich 36 Hours of URI is a two person team endurance competition that includes precision off road driving long rifle, clay shooting, and canoeing on August 11th through the 14th in Uwari, North Carolina. This event will get your adrenaline pumping as you and your teammate compete for points and a chance to win some awesome prizes. Space is still available for this first event, but time is running out. Find more details at www.36uwari.com. That's www36 uwharicom
1: Oh, great! Thanks for calling in, Scott. And you guys, check out that we'll have uh, uh, more information, repetitive information uh, here in yeah. a, a few minutes uh, for the Wheeling Wear segment. Let's Real get over. Real quick question: oh, go ahead. Uh,
4: What exactly is precision off road? Because uh. Uh, I'm out. If it's anything precise and it doesn't include <laughs> running into stuff, I'm out.
1: Precise w- would be uh, taking the right turn whenever you go to leave the trail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I, I was imagining like synchronized.
2: Uh, no, actually, <laughs> it, he it is know trails, obstacles, but you, you don't get to pick your path. The path is picked for you, um, and you just have to make it between these cones, basically. Oh, yeah. And if you hit the cone, if you back up, if you have to winch, if you have to spot, you know, any of these things, points start getting deducted or added, depending on if they're going negative or positive. Um, and, and so it's a matter of precision, but it's also a matter of speed.
1: Well, you know, I, I'm not too proud to say the few times I've been off-road, I have spotted a few times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, what are you laughing about? Is somebody telling you a good joke there? <laughs> <laughs> We're forgoing the campfire today, right? Because it's just too hey, damn hot. Just nobody will open
2: up the door and look in that Jeep right there. It's <laughs> not going to smell too well.
1: Uh, yeah, I put down a pad. All right, so uh <laughs> can't So the- hey,
2: what were you guys talking about earlier this uh, this whole JTS live call-in show? What what's live calling? I told you, I know you and I have talked about this uh-huh. for years basically, and we we actually have we did take live calls way back several years ago. Um but it it did become a hassle, we didn't get it every time and whatnot. So we're going to try something different.
6: Yeah.
1: Same, what are we doing? An additional episode of the Jeep Talk show every week Tuesday Uh, As I found out tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time, and we're going to be be taking your calls, Tammy and I, because Tammy's out on the East Coast, and uh, she uh, then I guess it'll be at 9 p.m. your time, 8 p.m. my time. So we're hoping we'll we'll have a wider range of people that that want to call in, Uh, and uh, so changing the time a bit. Now, Josh, you may be joining. Uh, on your way home from work, uh, I believe. Yeah, that'd be
2: one of those things I might call in uh, while I'm in traffic or whatever, and bug you guys. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm over here on the West Coast, guys. So I'm in a different time zone. Uh, that's kind of why this show is uh, is where, when it's at. Um, I've got a long commute. I work long hours, and uh, and it's not always convenient for me to get here at a, at a what you guys might consider a decent time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and we would we would absolutely love to have Josh <clears throat> on the call in show. But because of the hours, and, and, and Josh and I have discussed this the, in the past where we just didn't get very many call-ins. And we felt it was probably because of the, the day of the week and the time that we were you know taking the calls. So basically, we have this, uh, this uh, call-in number that you guys will be given. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to call in. You'll sit there uh, and uh, you'll be able to hear the show while Tammy and I are talking. Uh, it's going to be a 30-minute show. Uh, we're going to take as many calls as we can. Uh, and if we uh, don't have a lot of calls, Tammy and I will have a little uh, Jeep talk, uh, something or another about JKs or purple or uh, how I come up with bad jokes or something, you know, and uh, while we wait for you guys to call in. And, uh, and I suspect it'll be a little slow to start with as uh, the word gets out. But uh, that's one of the reasons why we want to do the, uh, the five T-shirt giveaway. Oh, and I was going to tell you guys ahead of time. So you would have one of the Jeep talk show uh, T-shirts uh, ready to, to show the folks. But uh, we'll do that next week.
2: Very well. Uh, This coming weekend, I'm actually going to be at Pure Addiction Diesel Performance out in Hillsborough, Oregon, uh, DJing a dyno event, which should be pretty fun. Uh, A lot of uh, big trucks, uh, really blowing a lot of uh, big black smoke, uh, throwing out some serious horsepower. Should be a lot of fun. But before I can do that, in order to transport my DJ gear, I have to replace this part right here in my Jeep. And any of our live audience can chime in on what that is. Help me out because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here with this thing. No, I'm kidding. This is an oil pump for a four liter and uh, I've talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I will be replacing this.
6: Uh, I hope that fixes bit, your actually, problem.
2: Yeah, me too, actually, because I'll be actually having to uh, hit up a friend to uh, borrow a truck if I
1: can't
6: or oh, if, if this doesn't. Oh, I didn't even so. think
1: about that. When you said DJ yeah. thing, you can't. You can't load up the Honda with all that stuff.
2: No, I certainly can't. At not least without not roof a roof rack. Anyway, so. Well,
1: not without 95, uh, 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 what are they all those those elastic straps? Bungee cords. Bungee cords, yeah. yeah. You, you, <laughs> you need that uh,
4: Civic roof rack, man.
1: Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's uh, and actually I may even go out and drop the oil pan right after the show here tonight. I actually had thought about how cool it would have been to... Uh, for me to chime in on the show, have the three of you run the show tonight, and I just give color commentary from underneath my Jeep while I turn wrenches.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that son
0: of bitch, bitch. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go to you go to thread that, bowl in, that bolt in for the uh, the oil pan, and yeah, it's in there. And you move your hand, and it drops and hits you in the head. Ah, oh, good times. Good times. Good times. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, Tammy, you said something earlier about second guessing your diff cover color selection. I don't Is believe it- this.
0: Yeah. I, um, so, are you when Cody not doing posted- purple, I yes. mean,
4: who are you and what have you done with Tammy? I,
0: I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm
4: sorry, it- Tammy. I did not no, 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 I did not no. mean no. to shake your world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, be, I just don't want <laughs> It's Cody's fault. <laughs> I know. Damn it, Cody. I just don't want to ha- have it be too tacky. Or any more. Oh, that shit that is oh, sales, sweetheart.
1: No. It has <laughs> <is laughs> got to be tacky. It's a Jeep, uh, damn it. No. Uh,
2: Tammy, look. It's your Jeep. Do what you want. Don't let other people, um, uh, you know, uh, steer you in one direction or another as far as what you should or shouldn't do with your Jeep. Now, obviously, you know, we're going to give you some advice as to, you know, what you The direction you might want to go with gear and stuff like that. But as far as, you know, colors, accessories, personalization, things like that, that is all you, girl. So go and do whatever you want to do. That being said, remember just the advice that I gave you about touch up. So make sure that, you know, you you paint it whatever color you
1: have some
4: excess left over because
2: it's easy to find.
1: And it's easy to find that color.
4: Well, and I told her it might be easier at this point to just, uh, like dip the whole wrangler in purple and then go back and do black accents. Right. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> well, paint runs. That's the that's the only thing. Now, I personally think that red goes very well with black and purple. Oh, just saying. I
0: <laughs> now, I am I'm, I'm probably I'm most likely going to go purple, but I just, you know, I think I need to stop there.
1: Huh? What? Maybe? we can barely hear know. you.
0: No, I said You're I gonna, think maybe I need to stop there. You're just tricking me now.
1: No, I couldn't hear you. You couldn't? No, it was very, very low. I think you were just back away from the microphone. Oh. Well, no, I, I, you know, whatever you think is best, of course, but I wouldn't shy away from the purple. Uh, the, the Jeep can be a, uh, uh, a, uh, extension of your personality, and if, if your personality feels purple and you want to show it off, then paint the damn thing purple.
2: Yeah, you know, I Tammy. Uh, the other I thing choose. is, it, it's a lot like your hair. You know, it's it's just paint. You can that's right. Change right. the color. You can grind it all off. You can do whatever you want. So if the purple ends up looking tacky to you after the fact, eh, throw some black over the top of it and done. I'll, and, done.
1: and I'll rem- I'll remind you, uh, you. Well, you probably haven't noticed this. It's not going to be very purple for very long, especially yeah, the front one. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get dark very quickly. It's gonna be hard to see. So uh, you'll be under there polishing those things just so you can see the purple. It looks great when you first do it, though. All right. Well, as promised, I was going to talk a little bit about this CB thing because I wanted to find out from Cody. Um, now, this is the unit I'm talking about. It is the Midland 75822 CB transceiver. And what I've done here is let me switch over here so I can actually see if I've got this in, uh, in frame or not. Uh, what I have done here is put on the, the base unit that allows you to hook up the um, power and antenna. So uh, I need to order a a, a mag mount antenna, CB antenna from uh, Amazon, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. And uh, then I'll be able to run this thing with its own external antenna. Now, mm-hmm. the, the Cody, the, the thing I was going to ask you about is, is that with the little rubber ducky antenna that it comes with, which I will call affectionately a dummy load, because This rubber ducky antenna is literally eight feet or nine feet shorter. Eh, not Maybe maybe not nine feet. It's at least seven feet shorter than what it needs to be to be on the CB band. So this antenna ain't going to work very well in my estimation. I've taken this thing down I-10 during traffic one day. Listening on channel 19, never heard one person talking.
4: And that was that was with it set up as the handheld or yes. plugged into power. Handheld. Was it plugged into the cigarette lighter for power? No. Okay. No need. So my my understanding is, the minute you plug it into that power, it stops using the antenna that's attached to it and oh. looks for the external antenna.
1: Gotcha. That's that's a good tip. That makes sense too.
4: Yeah. So yeah. the the on mine, I leave the little rubber antenna on there at all times, and the only time it. If, uh, actually is used is when you disconnect the base, disconnect the main unit from the power base and mm-hmm. plug in the battery pack and get out and start walking around.
1: It's a great if idea.
4: You, if you have it plugged into the 12 volt uh, source and don't have the external antenna hooked up, you're not going to get anything.
1: Right. But I'm just saying with, with the battery pack and the antenna sitting into the cup holders of my, uh, my Jeep Cherokee and uh, moving it around and listening, I could hear nothing. There was, I mean, I heard a lot of static and stuff, but I never heard anybody say anything there. There's either no traffic, uh, there's no, you know, truckers talking about stuff or this thing, this antenna is crap. Now I have not got put it on an external antenna yet. And I was just curious, you were talking about, you use them on the trail. Uh, did you use it with an external antenna, rubber duck or both?
4: Um, so I, like I said, I leave the rubber duck on mine just because it keeps that, uh, connection from getting stuff inside of it. Sure. Um, I am hooked up to an external fire stick antenna, so that probably played a, played a big part into it. There was one guy on the trail that only had the rubber duck, mm-hmm. and he he didn't have nearly as much signal strength, but we were all lined up close enough to where we could still hear him. How far um, away
1: was he? A couple hundred yards. Wow, so that ma- ma- that kind of goes along with what I'm thinking.
4: Yeah, I, I, don't, I think that rubber duck inside the cab is not going to get you much... Distance. Right. I think if you're standing outside and that oh, rubber antenna doesn't have to go through the windshield and the, all the metal, you're going to do a lot better off. But if you're in the vehicle, um, it, you're probably not going to get much performance out of it without an
1: external antenna.
2: So, with, Can I ask with a quick with, question here, sure. Yeah, Tony, do you not have a CB in your Jeep? No.
1: Uh, this is the first CB that I've had in probably 30 years. Uh okay.
2: I for some reason I had just swore up and down that you already had a CB.
1: Um, this is, uh, I thought this would be a great little thing to have, uh, because the, if, if, well, like Cody was saying, you can just jump out of the vehicle and walk around with it. Sure. And, uh, it was, uh, uh, they, they had Amazon prime day and it was like 59 bucks, normally like $79. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought it would be a great thing to have. And, uh, you know, Cody did a, a review uh, on it for us. And, uh, I just, I just thought it'd be fun to have for that. And it would be great just to uh, also too. Uh, I, I could uh, give it to the girls or give it to my wife, and then they have a backup radio to to use. And that's another reason why I'm looking mm-hmm. at the uh, MagMount. Uh, I don't need to, another permanent uh, antenna mounted to my to my vehicle, but uh, it, it's kind of a great emergency throwdown uh, uh, unit. Now, Cody was going to ask whenever you have it hooked up to your uh, external antenna uh, and you're using the four watts output, uh, how would you rate that as far as how well it works compared to like say a mobile radio?
4: Um. I get really, really, really good reception on it. I can turn mine on and drive around and be from my house to the freeway, which is probably three, four miles, and get traffic on Channel 19 without okay. any problem. Okay, um, well, good. Part of, part of that is because, uh, you know, I think I talked about I had it. I went down and had it tuned, so the guy yeah. did a good job of getting it all dialed in. And the installation is pretty clean. So, I mean, I in my experience... I've had friends buy the hundred-dollar CB radio, and I bought a thirty-dollar one, and mine worked better. There's so many different aspects oh, that yeah. come into the the antenna. functionality of a CB
1: antenna is always the most important thing on any mm-hmm. radio installation, guys. All right, well, that's that's all I got was this uh, the CB thing. I was just kind of curious what luck uh, uh, Cody had had with it with his because I haven't heard anybody talking yet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, and so on that same note, I, I put in the show notes here, and for those of you that don't have access to the show notes. Uh, On JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon, do a search for Bracketron, which is B-R-A-C-K-E-T-R-O-N, S-T-M-100-B-L, Mobile Hold It Universal Device. So my wife had purchased a handful of these for me, and she just said, I thought you might be able to use them someplace. About five of us have these brackets on our CBs. So on the back of that um, CB that you have, Tony, you take the clip off, you put on this bracketron thing, and it and that bracketron has really good 3M uh, tape on it, double sided tape, and I stuck it on the dashboard right next to to the right of my st- my radio, and so now that CB radio just mounts right on there, and it's secure in off road situations. It's solid. You pick it up, you talk, you put it back down. It's great. So I ended up going and buying more of these bracketron things to use them for other stuff.
1: Okay, good uh, good advice there.
4: Yeah. Um. So I, I think uh, one of the things that I've Tammy and I have gone back and forth on is this uh, discussion about getting dirt in your teeth, and and she ribbed me <laughs> a little bit in one of the last episodes, and I I had a good old response ready to go, and I just never found the time to actually call in with it. But uh, since she's so so all on board with topless and everything topless, when mm-hmm. are we going to do the the topless episode?
0: Jeep mom gets no? topless, right?
4: <laughs> Come on, the the Jeep Talk Show topless episode. Nobody, nobody's crickets. No, I've got a, I've got a sunroof. <laughs> I just, I just thought it might be uh, good for ratings. Who knows? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> I'd have to manscape.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no one wants to see that.
4: <laughs> That's why That was my, uh, uh, topless Tuesday meme on one of the social media networks is, yeah, I, I know it's topless Tube Tuesday, but no one wants to see that.
1: <laughs> Judges will be present to, right. Uh, <laughs> <paint. laughs> All right, well, let's get over to some uh, wheeling wear.
2: Sure, the Toledo Toledo Jeep Fest is coming up August 13th, downtown Toledo, Ohio. Thousands of Midwestern Jeep enthusiasts are expected to take part in the one-day family-friendly festival, including a car show, Jeep parade, and much more. Attendance is free to the public, but registration is required for being a part of the car show and or parade. First come, first serve, and space is limited. If you are a member of a Jeep club and want to enter together, line up beforehand, the deadline for registration is July 29th, so just about a week away, guys. For more information, head over to their Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeepfest. Happening uh, the, uh, August 12th through the 14th, the 8th annual Topless for Tata's at Roush Creek Off-Roading Park in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. Toplessfortata's.com is where you go for all the information. It's a fundraiser for breast cancer awareness and raising a ton of money each and every year. Uh, over 500 jeeps will be wheeling, guys. This is going to be one heck of an event, and we're going to try and get Tammy out there. Uh, the BF Goodrich 36 Hours Uari. You guys heard that earlier in our voicemail segment. Happening August 11th through the 14th in Uwari, North Carolina. Looking for a challenge? Well, you have found it. The BF Goodrich 36 Hours Uwari is a two-person team endurance competition that includes precision off-road driving, long rifle clay shooting, and canoeing. This event will get your adrenaline pumping for sure as you and your teammate compete for points and a chance to win some awesome prizes. Space is available for this event. Time is running out. Head over to www.36uwharrie.com for more information. And of course, the Day of Dirt Adventure, Saturday, August 6th, hosted by our one and only John, PreRunner 1982. In the backcountry of Oklahoma, the Day of Dirt Adventure is a backroad tour of Oklahoma's forgotten history. Last year, guys, there were over 100 Jeeps in attendance. This is a very cool event. Interested parties can check it out on Facebook and can contact John there for more information as well. Once again, Day of Dirt Adventure over at Facebook. Make sure you guys check it out.
1: So if, uh, if John asks you for money or wants to take pictures of you behind some of the old buildings out there, that's the wrong Day of Dirt place you went to because John wouldn't do that. <laughs> He's in the he's in the chat room, so I'm giving it a hard time. So uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of Libsyn or not, but Libsyn is a place where we send our podcast so that you guys can download it. It's a service that we pay for. One of the reasons why we like to get a few pennies in so we can pay this this monthly fee to Libsyn, so we can get the the podcast out to you guys every week. And uh, Libsyn recently had a, um, a, a YouTube live uh, show. Uh, telling all of its uh, members about this new iHeartRadio Radio that I mentioned earlier, and they had a question and answer session. And uh, I was uh, I was on there asking some questions, and I wanted to know how to get us signed up for iHeartRadio. Radio, so uh, there would be another avenue where you could uh, uh, download our podcast. And uh, they uh, they uh, well. Uh, I don't want to say stupidly, but they silly, silly them. They were answering my questions and well, I asked them a question and uh, I'll let you let you enjoy what they, uh, what they said.
5: And
4: Tony asks, well, really (laughs) nice plug, Tony. Good job. (laughs) Will really really cool podcasts like the Jeep talk show? at JeepTalkShow.com. Be on iHeartRadio. Go fill in the destination. Check that little Terms of Service box and save. And Jeep Talk Show will be on iHeartRadio. We'll be on iHeartRadio. Donate. That was great. That was great. (laughs)
5: Okay, so wow, we-
1: <laughs> so they were great sports about it, and uh, I was telling uh, Tammy and Josh that we saw about a three hundred and something bump in downloads uh, right after that. So, it, the, my uh, shameless plug apparently worked out uh, pretty well for us.
4: <laughs> well, in that in that case, the TrailChasers.net podcast will be on iHeartRadio uh, soon too. Uh- That's true. You need to uh, you
1: need to go over there and fill that out so i did it i did it oh did you already okay good very good i was just gonna tell you where it was uh, in case you uh, hadn't already listened, uh, watched it all right well uh, that's great that's it for the night we appreciate you guys coming and uh, let me tell you about itunes so go over to uh, well actually did you know it can take up to four days to find your favorite podcast on itunes yeah up to four days so iTunes is great, free service, and we appreciate Apple and all their hard work. But we want our listeners at JTS to get our episodes as quickly as humanly possible. That's why we recommend that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day w- delay. In fact, I think you probably get it in minutes, maybe a couple of hours. It'll be right there to your phone. You don't have to remember. You don't have to go, oh, is it Monday? I need to download that podcast again. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for The Jeep Talk Show, and then hit that subscribe button and never miss a great, funny, informative podcast.
2: And something else you guys don't want to miss out on is our YouTube channel. We're always posting up content over there, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And, of course, your subscription is required. Well, certainly, (laughs) at least encouraged, not required. Make sure you guys tell a friend every 100 episodes, every 100 subscribers we get. Rather, we get a cookie. Cookie! Cookie!
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to join the Jeep Talk Show team, we are looking for volunteers to help manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be the Jeep Talk Show's social media voice. Just send an email to info at Jeep Talk Show to find out more.
1: And we have heard from some people. We are in the process of going through the interviews, and uh, hopefully we will have some in the future. If you're interested, get your email in quickly so we can consider you too.
2: And don't forget about Tony and Tammy's bonus episode, guys. Tuesday's 8 p.m. Central live call-in show, so make sure you guys get that dialing finger ready. And hey, who's gonna be our next Jeep Club shout-out? Got a president that needs some embarrassment? Maybe Bubba and Cletus are having a work party. Well, get your club's name, site, and events promoted here on the show. With over ten thousand listeners per month, you're sure to get some attention.
1: And there's a requirement. You need to at least have seventy-five people in the club. Is that right? Uh at least seven point five. Uh, seven point five. No, seriously, we right. we can't don't care. About the it, it, we can't we don't care if it's two people. We want to hear from you. Let us know about your club. We'll be happy to put that out there, put the word out. First come, first serve people, so get in there quick.
2: Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the Tread Lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to (sighs) (laughs) www.treadlightly.org.
0: And also, don't forget, you can check out my blog at www.jeepmama.com. And Cody, don't you have Something that we could listen to? Cody.
4: Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> you talking about the Trail Chasers podcast? If you found yes. it, www.trailchasers.net or on uh, uh, all of the iTunes, Stitcher stuff and soon to be on iHeartRadio.
1: Good lord, man. Didn't you learn anything from the shameless plug at Libsyn? <laughs> do you have anything to plug? What are you, what are you talking about, man? I don't I was, know what you're talking about.
4: I was in the process on the show notes of typing Cody's plugs right after Josh's right. <laughs> plugs and Tammy skipped over Josh. Caught me off guard. <laughs> chopped
2: liver over here. You No respect. I tell you, no respect. No, guys, yes. if you want a voice for your product or business or something, you're looking for some voiceover work, uh, some narration work, by all means, check out my website, voiceofjosh.com. I do offer voiceover
1: services. And you guys have a great Jeep week. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Big thanks to Cody for joining us tonight. Oh, yeah. thank uh, you, Cody. Thanks a lot, Cody. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> That's heartfelt. <laughs> we, we love Cody. <laughs>